Hey everyone, I am Lizabella. I am James. And this is Twilight Fishing Podcast. Yes, so today uh, we just got done fishing, right Lizabella? Yeah, we had a lot of fun out there. Um, bad bite though. Yeah, so uh, we decided, hey, let's go home and do this podcast because uh, when they're not biting, you get bored pretty easily. Yeah, and there was no getting content done either, so I was like, let's go home and get something done. Yeah, it's better not just to sit there and be like, well, we ain't killing anything today. Uh, we're not getting a video finished, and we're not doing a podcast, so uh, yeah. And plus, storms are coming. Yeah, they were coming actually a little quicker than they thought it was going to be, so that was going to ruin our day as well. Yeah, and plus, Comet's happy we're home because he was like, where the heck are they going? Every time we leave the house, it's like... Where are they at? I don't know where they are. Okay, I'm not happy. And he starts parking or tearing down the house. So, I'm, I mean, that's another good thing for him. We're home. So, anyway, we were out there fishing today. We went to the Potomac River, our favorite spot on Haynes Point. Uh, the weather was hot to me. I don't know about the you, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, it was definitely hot. The sun was beaming down. Hot day, for sure. Yeah, and then, to me, it was breezy, right? But the water was moving fast for the channel side. It was moving remarkably fast. Um, the even with the breeze, it wasn't enough to help with that heat, though. Yeah, the breeze like it was nice when it hit, but it still was like a humid, dry air. I can't even describe it. Yeah, very sticky, humid. If if you guys don't know what humid or you haven't dealt with humid weather before, just imagine this being soaked very easily, very sticky. Yeah, and if you don't know what bipolar weather is, then come to Maryland. That's all I'm saying, especially. Like, it doesn't matter what time of year. It could be winter, fall, spring, whatever. And Mother Nature chooses what it is. Yeah, it definitely chooses it. I mean, it, we could be in fall, and it it does not matter. We could get summer weather. Crazy. Like, I don't even think we had a good spring this year. It went straight from, like, still cold to, like, oh, it's 90 degrees. Yeah, we had winter and summer. No, no spring this year at all. And if we did, it was really a few days far between kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. Definitely for sure. So, you called a fish today. I mean, the bite was bad. Let's get that out there. And I think because of the heat, the water was moving fast. We have storms coming in today. That's kind of why we had to leave early um, because storms are on the way. I mean, they said, oh, the weatherman again predicted storms at five. Yeah, the weatherman was wrong. Very wrong, as usual. Epic fail, weatherman. Um, but, yeah, we... I got one on the board. Um, it was about six, seven pounds, pretty, pretty nice. And then lost another one before I could even see it break water. So I don't even know what size that one was. And of course I had, um, well, I was pacing myself. I'm like, I like to wait until the end. And unfortunately the end came sooner because of the weather. That, that's what I'm sticking to. We'll let you roll with that for a little bit. <laughs> the sad part is we were using good baits, both of us. Uh, we were using different baits, but we were both using baits, and that's what I'll leave it at. And it didn't like my bait. It seemed to somewhat like mine, but the bite died very, very fast. Yeah, it was like first 10 minutes, for, well, first half an hour. And afterwards, it was like, well, we'll stay here for three hours and play real-time catfishing. Yeah, no nibbles, no nothing, no teasing, nothing. It was just, just dead. So, yeah, I kind of know how Mr. John Parker feels. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. John, I do want to give him a shout because he did uh, buy us something. We're not going to say what it is yet until it gets here, but he definitely helped us out. Him and Miss Daniel definitely want to shout them out because without them, uh, yeah. We would be struggling even more. So thank you guys. And we'll let you guys know what it is, the podcast land, 
once we receive it. Let's just say they listen to our last podcast and uh, yeah, they have good hearts. They they are definitely giving people and look out for people. That's for sure. So thank you. But we will be announcing in the video and on our next podcast what it is and how much they really helped us out. So yeah. So thank you again. But yeah, I mean without that's going to be a big deal for us coming up because we really need those things. Yeah. So we're we're going to be fishing. We're going to need it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have plans. Uh, I think it is next week to try fishing the spot, and we are definitely going to need it. Oh yeah. Without. Without this particular things, we wouldn't be able to fish that spot at all. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, let's talk a little bit more. We, we pretty much went our fishing life. So, everybody's probably like, okay, it's been nine days since Kirkpatrick Outdoors has posted a video on YouTube. Isn't that right, Liz? Yeah, it's, it's been nine days. I'm sorry, guys. There's a reason, though. Yeah. Um, well, we went out there last weekend. We, again, pulled a real-time catfishing. It was a skunk fest. You I know. caught I caught one. Oh well, yeah, you did catch one. I forgot about the one you caught, but um, yeah, other than that, beyond that, it was a skunk fest. Yeah. So the last two weeks of fishing have been terrible, and if you talk about the one I caught last week, <laughs> I don't even think it's an eater size. <laughs> a bait? You say bait size? Maybe that's bait for a flathead because that thing was like <laughs> I've seen bluegill get bigger than that. Yeah, it, it was pretty small, but you know, especially for the Potomac. Oh yeah, especially for the Potomac. For sure. That that was that was baby. I don't know. Maybe it was just hatched. I don't know what it was or how it all works. But that was small. Baby beluga was floating away from its mama. Yeah, yeah. I pulled that in. I'm like, oh man, does this even have to be on video? <laughs> yeah, just putting that out there. Yeah. So we've had a couple bad weeks right now of fishing. But we are going out tomorrow morning, and we're going to a different spot. We're not going to Haynes Point because right now Haynes Point's not on our priority list. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in Haynes Point. Yeah, they've been it's been epically letting us down a little by little. So no no more. Bad Haynes. Letting us down. It's been more than letting us down, okay? One is the bathrooms already let us down. That that's one. The other thing I want to acknowledge is this is the third time we've been at Haynes in the last, I don't know, year that someone has asked us for bait. I'm gonna let Liz tell the story today. Yeah, we just uh you know, sitting there watching our rods. And a guy randomly stops his, his vehicle, walks up to us to, he's like, oh, you got, got any bites? Well, we told him we had one. We had caught one. And then he proceeds to say, well, you got bait? I, I need some bait. Uh, we left the house without the bait, and we need bait. Well, you know, and, I mean, doing that isn't exactly something you should be doing. Yeah, and to top it off, he wouldn't have wanted the bait we were using because... Not trying to spoil the video, but uh, the bait we were using is not exactly, you know, baits. He probably like the shortest of bait. Yeah. Um, we only had a small of the very good, which we were almost out of. There was nothing really to give him on that by that point. And the other ones, he, he didn't want no parts of that because we explained it to him. Yeah. So the other baits that we had, they, I'll put it this way. We don't know if they're going to work kind of deal, right? So. You don't sit there and say, yeah, he has bait, and he look at it. He'd probably look at us like a deer in headlights, but like, do you guys know how to fish? I mean, like, he'd probably be like, for real, do you know how to fish? Yeah, he would. Oh, that's Comet. I don't know if you heard Comet, but he's sneezing and trying to get attention, you know. Sorry, Comet. Bless you. <laughs> Even a dog needs that once in a while. Yes, he does. He, he likes his attention. But, uh, so, yeah, we're out there today. And, I mean, I the thing that fascinates me is this, this isn't the first time. It seems like a... 
a thing that tends to happen down in that area, DC, at least. I'm not saying everyone does it, but there seems to be a few people that tend to come up and ask, can I have your bait pretty much? And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, I have no problem giving bait for Like, really? I mean, this many people forget to bait every time? I have a tough time believing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be simple that they couldn't afford bait, but, you know, be honest, at least, about what the situation is. Yeah, I mean, if you're honest, I, would, I mean, again, today's bait, I wouldn't, I don't, yeah. But if you're honest, I have no problem giving you bait or helping you get bait or something. But, man, it just, it's to me, it's kind of annoying when someone just comes on and goes, it's, and he didn't even ask right away. He didn't even ask politely. It was more like, you got bait? I left my bait at home. It was like, okay, get away. Yeah, and they say there's just etiquette about it. Like, treat someone nice, walk to them, have a conversation, and then politely ask, do you have anything to spare? You know, hey, this is a situation. We have no problem helping anybody. We really don't. Yeah, I just find it, like, how he did it today, I found it to be very rude, and I wasn't about to think twice. Just He just seemed like, um, he didn't even ask. It was kind of like, you have bait? Well, I have no bait. I'm like, you couldn't even say, hey, do you have any extra bait I could spare because I need some, please? It was more like, do you have bait? Like, dude, I'm fishing. Get away. Get away. I don't like that. I don't like that. And then he just stands there awkwardly for like a minute. Just stands there staring. It's like, okay, is this going to be a bad situation? <laughs> yeah, that was really awkward. And, you know, we had already told him, too, that we were recording. We were filming at the time. And just to stand there and just eyeballing us and then the rods and everything. It was a very, very awkward moment. It was like his eyes were trying to go towards the cooler. I come, I might go over there and open it and see if they're lying to me. That would have been a bad day, sir. That I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny. It's it's uh, that and we get a lot of people come up. Hey, if you catch any fish, can, can you keep them for me or stuff like that? And I'm like, okay. This is a little weird. Yeah, I mean... I'm not, well, you know, if you guys know us or have watched our videos, we always release the fish. Um, so we're not about that anyway, but to come up and just ask somebody, hey, can I keep what you're catching? And, eh, you know, that's a little iffy to me. Or come up yelling like, oh, I, I was going to eat, I was going to keep it. You're not keeping that? Like all up in my business, like, hey, you, why ain't you keeping that? Well, we don't keep the fish unless we're having a fish fry. And I can tell you right now, we ain't having a fish fry out of Potomac. Just putting that out there. We're not trying to glow, you know, so, yeah, no fish. Yeah, we're not trying to look like Chunky's Rods at nighttime. <laughs> That's for sure, right? Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Chunky's Rods, we finally got the Chunky Rod out there. Yeah, well, I, I can't remember if we did last. Yeah, we got it out there last week, and uh, she actually caught her fish today on that. It was amazing, I'll tell you guys. Um, that rod is really nice. The reel that I got for it, I, I really love that reel too, the bait casting reel. Um, but the takedown on that thing was amazing. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought it made the takedown look like it was bigger. It did. I was expecting like, oh, maybe I got 15, 20 pounder on this thing, maybe. And I pull it in. I'm like, well, I mean, still seven, six, seven pounds. But that was definitely not the, the fish I was expecting. And that's why I love ugly stick rods and not broomsticks. I love being able to feel the fish. This rod, you can feel the fish. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, I mean, that was just something I wanted to put out there. It was just kind of, it's like, don't ask me for bait. And if you do, be honest and don't make it awkward. I mean, we're willing to give it to you. But uh, when we tell you, hey, sir, 
we're using baits that you probably don't want to use. Don't stand there staring at us. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll go drive. I'm like, okay, go. Go let me fish, please. We tell you we're filming and you just stand there staring at us. Like, right in our bubble. Yeah, not not cool. Just saying. Yeah, I was going to say, please, I don't like people in my bubble. Don't come in my bubble. Do not crowd me, please. Yeah, this is kind of like, this is kind of why I like going to fishing spots where you don't have a lot of people in the park and stuff. Just one downside of Haynes Point, you will see a lot of people and a lot of people will come up to you. And run through there and walk through there. Like it, it's a whole thing at, at times. Some of the traffic is heavy at times and you have no privacy. I'll tell you that. No peace and quiet. It's very busy. And that's the thing I'll say it's different from other states we have fished in. It, and, and, and also fishing out in Eastern Shore and Western Maryland. It seems like if you're fishing the Baltimore, D.C. metro area, you tend to get a lot of the disrespectful people. Not all of them, but you seem to run into quite a few that they know you're fishing and they don't care to walk right across your lines. Happens down at Haynes Point to us all the time. Uh, we don't even fish in Baltimore area anymore because we've had people literally sit right next to our rod. I mean, right on our rod where you can't even get to our rods anymore and set up a picnic table or set up a table and have lunch while we're like, <laughs> we're fishing here. Yeah, I remember that too. Um, it's just like, I think, like, I don't get that. I don't understand why people don't get the concept of personal space and they feel like they can just come wherever they feel like. Yeah, we understand it's a public park, but you see people have their stuff there, they're fishing actively. There is no reason to come over there and be next to them and block their stuff. No reason at all. I have to be careful because we're sharing the mic and Lizabella's hands when she talks are like karate kid part two and they swing around and I hold them. I was holding the mic that time for her and she wasn't. Her hands were just like chop suey time. Yeah, I'm definitely a hand talker. So um, if you guys are ever have the ability to be near me, I suggest you standing back some. Because my hands tend to move a lot. But anyway, the thing I've noticed, I was saying that when we fished other states, we fished, you know, Mr. John Parker. Shout out to Mr. John. Um, and we fished Pennsylvania, Delaware, and several other places in Maryland that's not close to the city and all. And we never had those problems. But, man, you get to D.C. and, and Baltimore, especially Baltimore, and you tend to run into some uh, rude people. It's crazy. Not all of them. Like I said, there's always, you know, going to be bad people, but. Man, it gets frustrating. You're out there in the heat. You're fishing. It, it can get a little, uh, yeah. <laughs> hasty. You were hasty. Yeah. Hasty and all, uh, yeah. I just, it's, it's, uh, it seems like they're just more, I guess, grouped together in those cities compared to other places. I don't know what the reason is. Those cities bring out some of the bad people all in one area. Right, and then you, they don't take hints too well. Like, hey, I'm recording. Oh, 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 my, oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Okay. I don't want to be rude here, but, uh, and I've never had to be rude yet because if it gets to that point, I'm just calling a popo. Yeah. Hopefully, we never have to experience anything like that. Yeah. I don't want that. We know all the YouTubers on to have, and it's like, if I'm ever in that situation, <laughs> I'm calling the popo because I think it's good for the person who's causing the issue. It's probably going to be uh, better for their health, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not a fighter, but, you know, sometimes, just saying, sometimes you have to defend your territory. <laughs> Very true. Um, that, nothing more said than that. I mean. But, yeah. <laughs> Popo or uh, get away. That's your, that's your <laughs> options so that we don't have to kill you. <laughs> 
But uh, so anyway, yeah, we still have fun. I mean, I don't care if we skunk and we had that little issue today. I mean, it was still a blast better than sitting in the house doing nothing. Even though sometimes you feel like, oh, it's better just sitting in the house. Once you get out there, you're like, I'm glad. I I'm glad I wasn't lazy and just let the depression and anxiety make me sit around all day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, sometimes there is a hard start to getting out there, like getting your butt off that couch or out of the chair. But I will tell you, every single time where I feel like, man, I just don't have it in me today and I go, I'm so happy I go. I, I feel so much better sitting out there. So I recommend, if there's anyone that listens to this podcast that may go through, like, anxiety or anything that, that would keep you feeling like you need to stay home and you need that pick-me-up, Get out of nature, whether it's fishing, taking a hike, going for you know a walk, just around, whatever the case may be. Get out there. Uh, I'm sorry, but I kind of paused because I was looking at fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were checking out on there. We see we're in a, we do, we do fantasy football leagues online and all, and we're we just did our draft. You know, we have like 10 people in there. We just did our draft. And I saw one of the teams that I'm battling released a player that I wanted. So I'm like, ha, 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 Sorry, podcast people. I'm all about the fantasy football right now. Hold on one minute. Elizabeth's got this. Oh, man. He's, he's, see, you checking that out while I'm on here, and I can't check out to see what you're checking out. So you're getting ahead of me. I'm sorry. I can multitask. Well, yeah, I can't do it when I'm doing this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so shout out to Mr. John anyway. Uh, we were saying about, you know, to helping us out and all. But I watched his live because we weren't able to watch it because, you know, we had personal issues. Mom was in the hospital when he was live and all that stuff. I was able to share it out on Facebook and watch the beginning of it, but then we had to turn it off. So last night I was like, you know what? I'm off. I'm relaxing. I can't sleep. So I watched his live and uh, I saw him get a little scared too, which is, you know, interesting. But. It was fun. I mean, it's always fun. It's it's not all. It's not about the fish, and I mean that is that he fishes waters that is challenging, and we've said it before. It's just a challenge, and I feel for him and Miss Dana, especially him who loves fishing and loves catching. And you're fishing waters. I could not imagine going out there and just like, oh man, I I'd be happy if I just get nibble. Yeah, I, with us fishing down there in his waters, um, we can honestly give you that. That perspective that they are very challenging and he goes out there puts a smile on his face and has fun with it every single time regardless so gotta give him props on that yeah and he's always optimistic that he's gonna catch a fish it's always like we're going to a new spot it's going to be good i mean i've heard it a hundred times I'm waiting for it to be good <laughs> um but now nah, i mean it just it's a challenge it's, it'd be frustrating to me and I'm just putting myself in a situation because we have a place up here we've talked about before. We cannot catch a fish if our life depended on it. It's just terrible called Pony Run Park. And I'm sitting here the one last night thinking, if I had to fish that park every day, and that was the only water close to me, and that was where we had to go to every single time, how would I feel? And I'm going to let Lizabella answer that question because I'm kind of wanting to know how would she feel? Death. I would feel like death. That That is our kryptonite. I swear it is. Um, at the same time, I'd be motivated to get out there. I'm determined to catch something out of this, this lake or reservoir. But um, at the same time, I'd be highly frustrated with it. Right. So the fact that Mr. John's like, oh, I, his spot's going to be better. And he's always determined. It's like, man, please teach me that. Because I haven't been able to go to Pawnee Run this year because I'm like, Man, I want to go fishing, and I really want to go somewhere where I have the opportunity to bring in a fish. 
and Pony Run has not been that in the past. So, so I can see why it's hard for Mr. John to go back to some of the older places he's been because it's like, been there, done that. I want somewhere it's going to be a better opportunity. And I think every angler, serious angler out there, whether YouTube's involved or not, whether people are watching, you really want to go to where you feel most optimistic of catching a fish, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the whole point. You want, I mean, you want to go fishing, but you want to catch. Yeah. So it, it's hard, even as an angler, it has nothing to do with YouTube or any entertainment value. It's the fact of what, even if I wasn't doing YouTube, if I woke up in the morning and I said, Isabel, let's go fishing. I, in my heart, I'd be like, Oh, it's not, we're not going upon it. it just, it's hard to go somewhere where, you know, the outcome is grim, even though you, you want to, you want to beat it and you want to prove that there's fish in there. You also don't want to go and come home against skunked. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like you, you already know we, from our past experiences, you already know how the fishing is there, especially the bank spots. There's not many, it's far, few and far between. Um, you really don't want to waste your time going over, all the way over there when you know there's other waters with better capable uh, capabilities of catching fish. Right, and uh, so shout out to him anyway. That's all I'm saying is he's he's definitely more. Uh, more optimistic than I guess I would be. If I lived in down there, I'd be like, okay, I'm traveling two hours every time. I don't care. This crap of not catching a fish is just, yeah, it's outdated. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, they do catch fish. They do, don't get me wrong. I know some waters they are fishing. But, again, you add the bank to it. And bank fishing, and I, I, bank fishing is a challenge, even on the Potomac, okay? And the Potomac's easier to catch fish than most places. But even bank fishing on the Potomac can be frustrating. One is, is you can't, of course, you can't put your line exactly where you want to. You can't fish every single spot on the bank because a lot of it's, you know, closed off or it closes at nighttime or stuff like that. So bank fishing is a whole different challenge. It's like you take us and you put us in a boat and I think we're going to suck. It's going to take us time to get used to boat fishing because it's a whole different atmosphere from bank fishing. You take a boat angler, put him on a bank. And it's kind of like the same deal to me. That's the way I feel about that. No, I definitely agree because it takes a certain set of skills for either, for both bank or, or boat fishing. And when you've become accustomed to one and not the other, it's going to take you some time to learn. Right, right. And I think that, that plays a big part in uh, like fishing in North Carolina where I feel like if you want a boat, the bite is probably fire. But you're fishing from the bank and it's not so much. I mean... We catch fish, you and I went down there, and it was like struggle well. I mean, it was like, man, wow, like what, what, what are we doing wrong here? Our, our lines are out there. Is, is this for real? Is is Mister John taking us to puddles and he's just lying? Don't want to take us to his good spots. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean, and it's it's you know, and it's not just him. There's other YouTubers that I've watched that fish down around him and stuff like that, and it's like, man. I feel for you guys. I truly do. I wish you guys were right next to the James or something like that, or the Potomac or something, where you, or Mississippi, or one of the great waters, and uh, didn't have to sit there and struggle because not catching fish can be kind of depressing. It really can. Um, but they put in the work, I will tell you that. The struggle is definitely real for them down there, but they put in the work. I will give them that. Right. Absolutely. And the other thing I find funny, right, is that Mr. John doesn't have a lot of bait stores around him. I mean, I've noticed that every time we go down there. I'm like, huh. Interesting. Well, we don't either. That's that's the funny one. We have to travel. We travel to anglers when we're getting fresh bait and stuff. 
but there's nothing unless you literally go down into the DC Virginia heart right there, or we go to anglers. We don't have any bait places really near us that sell baits you would use for freshwater fishing or catfish. Most of it is focused on the Chesapeake Bay. Most of the baits that you see, it's like a clam snouts, which yeah, I know you can catch catfish. So they say um, shrimp and stuff like that. And uh, squid and, and stuff like and bunker, you know, and not uh, spot for rockfish. And I feel like Maryland really focuses more on the rockfish and bass fish. And you don't see the baits that you would, you would see like you can't get to skipjack and stuff like that. You can, it's hard to find a shad for bait in Maryland, right? It's really hard. We literally have one spot and the only, place, the only thing you can get there is frozen shad and it's once in a while. Yeah. So it does make it challenging. Um, and the, the drives for except for the place with the frozen shad, that's the closest bait shot we literally have. Everywhere else is at least an hour or two hours for bait. Yeah, and that place is like hit or miss if it's gonna have shad. I mean, nine times out of ten, they don't have it. So you're like, huh. Okay. So it's kind of difficult. And then the fact that Maryland and DC you can't use a cast snap from the bank. So we can't go out there using cast snaps to get our bait. So you basically you're just going to go catch it with a night crawler or whatever, you know, or stuff like that, or you're not going to have bait without traveling. That's the kind of deal that it is to me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so we the two options we go to we go to anglers, or we'll go to Virginia and use a Asian international market and get bait, but both are way out of the way. That's the funny part. We either have to pass the Potomac River and go into Virginia to get bait. Or we have to drive east, go to Annapolis, then drive to D.C. to get bait. So that that's kind of our options, which is kind of crazy, in my opinion. Oh, it really is. Um, especially with, you know, we do we are a fishing state. I mean, this state is known for their seafood alone. You would think with all the waters around us and everything, there would be plenty of bait shops that offer a variety of baits. Yeah, and the bait shops that we have around, especially the Baltimore area, is focused on saltwater and rockfish and it's like okay you know people do freshwater fishing right it's uh you do know that guys right i mean come on (laughs) it ain't just just be paying i understand you love and it and a lot of stores too sell stuff that's for crabbing so they're more focused on crabbing and rockfish from what i've noticed that's just how it is you know it's easier to get cut spot in maryland or live spot and stuff like that than it is to go get bluegill or or shad or whatever it may be in a bait store around here. It's, 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 it's kind of a challenge. So I kind of feel like maybe Mr. John would teach us how to catch shad. Cause I know he's good at catching bait and bluegill and all. Maybe he'll help us. We'll take our bait rods and maybe he can help us and we can bring some bait back home. I'm thinking that, uh, that might be an option because he's, he's pretty good at getting on bait. Oh yeah, for sure. He definitely is on that bait. And that way we could bring it home. We could freeze and have it for future. That would be awesome. Yeah, and that's something we want to do, too, is start freezing baits, right? Prepping for winter and stuff. Because in Maryland, that's another thing, is getting cut bait in the wintertime is, like, yeah, worse than it is in the summertime. It's just not good. They don't, you know, they don't. It's kind of like what I've noticed with the bait stores, tackle stores that, you know, around here, is that once wintertime comes, their hours become slim. And their bait options become slim. They're not focused in the winter. They're not prep. They're not really selling baits in the winter. So it's like winter time comes for us, and it's like, man, huh, I wonder what they have at the grocery store. 
pretty much. I mean, yeah, I know we got the chicken that we use, but you definitely want a little bit more than that. So we definitely are going to have to get repaired for sure. Yeah, I don't think chicken works too well in the winter. At least it doesn't for me. I, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there is going to disagree, but I've never had luck with uh, chicken in the spring or winter or late fall. Uh, well, I would say, yeah, we have not had a whole lot of luck with it, but I would still try it anyway. Have it out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all you can do in some situations, <laughs> especially when you can't get bait. So, yeah, shout out to anybody who can catch their own bait or use a cast net. Congrats to you. <laughs> that's all I can say about that. Yeah, unfortunately, Maryland and D.C. is epic fail on that. Yeah, and we do have, we do own a cast net, not just putting that out there. And we do own a minnow trap and all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I really wish we could just use a cast net right there at the Potomac and catch some of the shad and stuff like that. You know, that would be fantastic. Maybe we can uh, get someone listening that might be high up in Maryland that would possibly maybe get that change for us. So think about it. Yeah, listen to our podcast and change the rules for us. <laughs> because, yeah, make it easier for us. Oh, no, for all the anglers, not just us. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we are working on these couple of videos, like you were saying, and it's not been working out too well, which is uh, definitely a shot in the foot. And we're hoping that tomorrow we'll go out there and be a different story because I don't know how YouTube's algorithm is going to like it if we say, hey, it's been two weeks and we ain't dropped nothing. I know the subscribers might not like it, but we are trying, folks. You know, there's only so much you can do when you're not getting bites. And uh, unfortunately, we're not going to drop a video. These videos require some fish um, because you wouldn't just want to see us stand there talking. Some of you probably would. Some of you would be like, where's the fishies? And we only have one to give you. <laughs> yeah, kind of depressing. But it's okay. I'm optimistic tomorrow because we're going to go to a spot that is only about five feet deep. Okay, so it's three to five feet deep. And the drop off some three to five, but it's the main river. Okay. Now, putting that out there, when we fish at Haynes Point, the spot we go at Haynes Point, there is a drop-off, right? So it's like 12, 15, 17 feet. And the reason we like going there is because, we, in our opinion, you know, catfish hang in these little holes. It might not be deeper than, you know, the average depth right there is like 12 feet. But there's spots there. It's like where you cast, it's like 15, 20 feet in between somewhere around there. And... It, to me, when you have anything that drops off a couple feet from anywhere from three to five feet, it's a good hole for a catfish to hide or sit or want to be at. So, in my opinion, when you're fishing the channel side of Hans Point, you want to find those little sections where there is like a drop off or change in depth is the correct word I want to use. Uh, because you know, I, there's spots there where it steadily stays 12, 15 feet for no, no drop offs, no change in depth, nothing. And I've never had luck at those spots, but when I'm fishing, you know, the channel side of Hans Point, I like to look for the spots on Navionics, you know, and look for the depth where they change. And I feel that's been our best outcome when we're fishing Haynes Point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, they, just that, that little bit of a change will give them those spots, like you're saying, for them to hide. And that's what they want to feel secure in a little spot. So any little bit of that will give them that security. Yeah, so I look for, like, when I'm picking out spots, I'm looking for anything that has points, a break in the water, anything like, you know, just all these terms I could use. But anything that could change, like depth, uh, structure, 
break off points. So what I mean by that is like the place on the western side of the Potomac, like Western Potomac Park, West Potomac Park. Uh, there's a little, I guess, inlet that separates the main river. So we, we fished there. I fished there against Mr. John in our battle we had a few months ago. And I was able to pull three or four fish out of there. And just by casting that little breaking point from where the main river is moving, because they'll sit there and wait for bait fish to swim by. So I look for stuff like that. And where anyway, where we're going tomorrow is three to five feet, but it changes. It's the main river, but it changes from like three to five right there. And that's where my rod got taken in the water. If you did not see that video, really, go to Kirkpatrick Outdoors on YouTube, and you'll see where my rod gets pulled in the water. I don't know what fish it is. But, yeah, just putting that out there. We're going back to that same spot. I think James wants redemption. James desperately wants redemption. He was really sick to his stomach for a while after that fish or whatever the heck happened. As long as my rods don't go in the water, I'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. No rods in the water for that. Yeah, no more rod holders broken either. So anyway, that's, that's kind of what we look for when we're fishing from the bank. I mean, a lot of people know what to look for. But we have really gotten more experience on what to look for, especially on the Potomac. And avionics always really helped us out. So if you don't use that stuff, I recommend you do it because they'll help you find where catfish are. And it really does. It really does. Anytime we just go out there and we just cast our lines out and we're not looking for those breaking points and stuff like that, we usually don't catch a lot of fish. But since we started doing that, I mean, we're getting on more fish. It's just, it's just how it goes. That's what catfish do. It's not rocket science. It's just knowledge. Knowledge is key and uh, fishing. It's just is what it is. Whether you're fishing for bass or catfish, knowing where they hide and they like to hold or what order habits will help you catch more catfish. Just simple as that. So definitely check that out. Definitely look into that. I mean, check your water stuff. Like look online, look at your depth maps. And stuff like that. Your Navy Ox look for structures and all. It will help you out. For anybody who's starting out and really wants to do catfishing seriously, I recommend that. And Dito Melhorn does a great video on showing you how to use Navy Onyx and, and what to look for, what he looks for when he first goes to a new place and stuff like that. And that's where I've really learned. By looking, I was like, okay, I don't get all this stuff, how it works. I don't get these breaking points. And I watched Dito Melhorn a few years ago, and he had a great video on it. And that's where I learned. So that's a great person to even mention, but he does great with explaining things. So that is definitely someone to check out for sure. Yeah, he Dito Melhorn is really knowledgeable, and he really breaks it down. Uh, to me, this is how I feel with Dito Melhorn. If you can't afford a dummy, a fishing for dummies book, watch Dito Melhorn because he'll break it down for someone who may not understand the fishing terminology. And I think that's highly important. So if it's for someone to be able to break it down, not everyone can teach like that. Not everyone can do that. So if you're learning to learn, wanting to learn from somebody, start with Dieter. He does a really great job. Yes, he is. Uh, he does. He's really knowledgeable. Like I think he'd go to any board and he's be one and we'll figure it out. So shout out to Dieter Melhorn. I'm sure everybody knows who that is. <laughs> Just saying he has a YouTube channel and uh, apparently he works for ESPN, which makes me a little jelly. That does make me jelly. Yeah. Please introduce me to the Ravens. Just, just saying. <laughs> there's quite a few things I would be like. Uh, there's quite a few teams I would like you to hook me up with to meet. Thank you, Mr. Dieter. So last night, because you know why we're filming, why we're doing this podcast right now, it's Tuesday afternoon, so it will be dropped as soon as we're done. Um, last night I watched Catfish Weekly, which is Mr. Lyle Stokes, and then I watched 
uh, not Panfish Nation. I watched Catfish and Crappie, which is Mr. Mark, and watched their, you know, the shows and their fishing. Mr. Mark was out there fishing. Um, and he, you know, of course, he had a rough night from where I stopped watching when we left to go fishing this morning. He had not gotten on much. I think he only had one channel and a couple bites. But uh, I want to give them a shout out, man. I'm I, I one of those channels, too, that I'm always watching, you know. Damn, Fields to Border and Real Time Catfishing are my go tos. Um, you know, I, I watch all of it, but those are the ones I could say I've really try my hardest. There's a couple other ones, too. Uh, but they're the ones I really try not to miss, you know. Like I said, I have I have like ten channels I really try to watch religiously. No, definitely a shout out to them. Um, they have been great supporters of us from the beginning, so definitely top ones that we would definitely watch. Yeah, and they're, they're real people, and what I mean by that is if you ever do YouTube or any kind of entertainment, you have some people that are just not real. They're just there for the entertainment. And then you have some that are real and will help you behind the scenes. Like real-time catfish and Mr. John Mustana do for us. Well, they, they have too in certain other ways. They've given us advice and stuff. So shout out to them. Uh, what I love the fact is that I, it's been a few times this, this last couple weeks that people are sitting there to start talking about us. And they don't know I'm in the chat listening or watching them. And I'll type in, did you say... James, or did you say the Angler Hawks? Or in last night's case, Mr. Mark and them, and Mr. Law, Mr. Law was up on Mr. Mark's panel, and Mr. Mark was fishing, and they were like talking about us and our old channel. For you guys, guys that don't know, we were the Angler Hawks before, and they were talking about you know us. They miss us in the community and stuff, and and, and having a channel. And Mr. Law was like, "Yo, no, they have a channel and all this." And I'm like, "Hey, I, they dropped our link in the chat," and I said, "Hey, that's I know that channel." And they're like, James is in the chat. And I'm like, James is always in somebody's chat. I mean, let's get that out there right now. Do not talk about James Elizabeth because there's a good chance James is going to hear it. Not going to say I don't miss the live stream here or there of somebody or like missed real time Saturday. I went back and watched it though, so ha. Huh? But I mean, most of the time, if I if I'm home, I have to I have it on. So watch out for James. I'm in there too, but not as much as James because James don't sleep as much as I do. But uh, we're listening if we're in there. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you can agree, Liz. That I mean, I've, I'll put this out there. There's been a couple times I have caught people talking badly about it. it's not. I'm not saying the most last couple of days or anything. And it's also been funny because I've pulled that off too. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't like that guy either. Or yeah, he can't fish or whatever. And they didn't know I was actually watching. And it's like, oh, James is in here. Yeah, well, that's right. I was in there. That's right. Keep talking about me, sunshine. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just just feed it on because you're just making yourself look bad. But oh uh, yeah. I hear. I'm. I'm here. I'm listening. I hear you. Can't get away with nothing. Yeah, just make sure if you don't want to trash talk me, just remember, you better be twice as good as me because I'm pretty good at coming out with something and a witty and something. So you better be cautious when you do it. I will say that James is very witty. He's he can just get it right off the top of his head, right there in the moment. Bam. Me, I'm one of those that's like a couple minutes later. I should have said this. No, no, no. You're more like okay. Someone trash talk you, or so, even if it's choking, right? Someone trash talks you, and then it's like, okay, now I need to think of a comeback. Let's have family dinner. Let's discuss it. I'm going to sleep on it, and then tomorrow morning you'll be like, I, I have a comeback. 
Sometimes. Sometimes it's a couple minutes later. Sometimes it's a day or so. But, you know, it, it's give or take. It's, you know, pretty close. And you also wonder those people go, man, why didn't I think of it at that, at that point? Now I think of what I want to say. It's like five minutes late. You can't come back with it now. The conversation right. has changed. That's what I was saying. I'm like, oh, man, I should have said that. And I start kicking myself for it. I'm like, crap. That would have been epic if I pulled that off. But no. What really helped me improve my skills was Mr. John Parker, okay? Because you can't sit there and have a trash talk about it with him because it, it, he's good at his comebacks, right? Oh, yeah. He's really good at it. And there was a ball last year where him and I were feuding, like feuding, like seriously feuding. And speaking of that, it's almost at the one-year anniversary of September 3rd when him and I had that battle last year. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. It is coming up to that. Yes, it is, because that was wow. when we the day after that tropical storm or whatever. But he taught me, like, you know, because I'm like, I, I was sitting there like, I got this. You know, I, I can talk trash. It's easy. I, but, well, he taught he took it to a whole new level. And I don't mean, like, insult or nothing. It was all fun. We're buddies. And all. We, we were goofing off, and it was entertaining. But, man... Every time I'd go on Facebook, there was something there for me. Oh, yeah. You two battled back and forth was very entertaining. But, yeah, every time you'd come up with something, Facebook right there, he'd drop another one. I like to think me and Mr. John kind of invented the memes in the community. I mean, it kind of seemed like, okay, these two are just back and forth. We're dropping these memes or trash talk. I kind of feel like at that point, it was all – everybody was like, buddy, buddy. I was saying me and Mr. John started this whole – trash talking and it's like wow and what's funny is i was new to you know the youtube community and stuff and you are too and it's like here i am insult mr johnny with ben in the community as far as at least in there watching and here we are trash talk back and forth and i think people just were probably sitting back seeing these memes on facebook or hearing us trash talk on you know our show or his show or his channel whatever and they were probably like wow i'm not getting into this and honestly even on top of that I don't, I mean, my memory could be incorrect, but I didn't really notice a, a lot of 1v1s until you and Mr. John did that either. The only one, I'm not going to say, because there's so many YouTube channels out there that say, oh, we're doing ones. No, within that community, within the catfish community that we were in. I think the only person who was doing 1v1s was once a year was Mr. Mark. He was hosting the 1v1 stuff. But as far as, like, how we did it, I I mean, again, I'm not 100% sure I could be wrong, so I want to say yes, but I'm Taking it to that level, I'll say, probably not. Yeah, I so said that's why it seemed like it was something new, exciting. You guys really brought something to the table with that. It was the memes, and it was Mr. John who started the whole thing in 3 Plus 1. We're sitting up there. We're all excited. We have, we This is our old channel, and we do it live, and they're like, hey, you want to come be on a show? And at the time, we're like, oh, man, we ain't never been on a show. Like, what do we do? Uh, am I supposed to talk? How's my hair, Liz? <laughs> I know. I was really nervous, like. And the fact that they, they thought of us, like we're brand new to the community. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want you on our show. And they've been around. Um, it completely floored us. But that was something to prepare for. I think what really, really was our religious side. We were saying, you know, we believe in God. We're, we're saying that we're lucky, we're blessed. And I think that's really helped us click with 3 Plus 1 because they've seen, hey, these guys are religious people, as we are. And they're very good-hearted. And they like fishing, which get them on our show. And I think that's really helped us click. And I think that's why we still click with 3 Plus 1 and real time, of course, because they're, you know, they're the same way. You know, I think we maybe slip out more bad words once in a while than they do. But, you know, we're not perfect. 
No, I mean it does happen. But yeah, I think you're right on that. We see we team up seem to have the whole um, religious um, background and how we are as people. I think that's what makes us all click together. The heart, religion, and family kind of deal. And I think that's why we click with those type of people. And I don't want to say channels because it's the people behind it we click with. The channel is, you know, it is what it is. It's the people behind the channel as a person that we click with. And that's that's what I mean by that. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly what I meant by that, too. Um, But, yeah, so we're in there, and then I was saying, here comes Mr. Real Time. And, I, you know, at that time, we were, we were becoming kind of buddies. I wouldn't say we were close yet. But we were kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, I see him in the chat. Hey, Mr. John Parker, and you know. And he comes in there. At first, it was on live. And he's like, boy, you can't fill. It was at the time, you can't fish. Oh, man, you ain't going to catch it. I'm taking shots. And I'm like, wow, okay, having fun, just laughing. Then we'll end the show. And he comes in there, boy, you can't fish worth a lick. No speaky English or something like that. You remember that? Yes, I do. I will forever remember it. And you saying it again just makes me giggle all over again. And I had to stop the show. I was sitting there asking questions. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did he just say, no, like, I don't think he's talking to you. And I'm like, oh, no, he's talking to me because he had said something, you know, the day before in our live. I'm like, he's talking to me. They're like, oh, well, maybe he is. Yeah. And it just, it was kind of funny because, you know, it's one thing to do it in the live, but he just came into their talk show that they were doing that we were on and just out of nowhere boy you can't fish for a lick and that's how that was brought to light i guess that whole thing came to light that was where the boy you can't fish for a lick came to light right yeah. and then also he starts making graphics on it and then he makes us a skunk graphic and uh just unbelievable the stuff that went i wish i would have had half the skills i have now but graphics because it would have been worse sinker i would have been i would have made that exaggerated that more and now, I'm not saying my, I'm not a graphic king like Mr. John Parker, who, it, trust me, he is amazing, amazing when it comes to graphics. If you don't, just go right now to Real Time Catfishing's uh, YouTube channel or go to the Facebook page, group page he has, and look at some of his thumbnails, and you're just like, wow, just incredible. But if I would have even had what I, some of the skills I had now, man, I would have made his eye bigger. Uh, I would have made his fish smaller. I would have zoomed it smaller. I would have done more stuff. And, man... I'm guessing the next time, I mean, since we're going to be, and speaking of that, we're all going to be having a battle. We talked to them. Well, of course we talked to them, but they did force that, yes, this battle was taking place. Miss Dana will be coming too. It seems like more it's going to be now me and you against Mr. John and Miss Dana, which, you know, now we have to be a little more concerned because Miss Dana will catch one or two small fish. I don't know. Last time she was on the Potomac, she did pull out a big one. So I, I got to give her that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she might pull out one small, like one mediocre. I mean, when you're real time catfishing, a 10 pound is a big one, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but no, I'm not going to take too many shots of Mustang because she's always nice. You know, she, she, she is the angler of that family. But as far as Mr. Chan, it's game on. We have not forgotten last year's uh, trash talking and all that. So I think uh, we don't have to teach real-time catfish and what it's like to catch a catfish. I don't think he's going to know what to do with it. He might hold it the wrong way. Oh, boy. Upside down, fingers somewhere it doesn't belong. Dito Melhorn, the catfish. and <laughs> No offense, Dito Melhorn. But, uh, yeah, you, you, you just don't know. When people don't catch fish, they just might not know how to hold it. That's what I'm saying. We'll have to do a whole tutorial for him live right there. You know how we were joking around like, oh, we'll cut his lines if he gets a fish, but I have a better idea. Oh, I got to hear this. What is it? I'm thinking about taking his rods and reels, okay? So his lines are in the water. Hear me out on this, okay? Okay, I'm listening. So he gets his lines in the water. 
you and I walk over with butter and pizza cheese and put it all over his reels. Oh, I'm thinking one better. Spiders. Spiders and pizza cheese all over his reels. He says he hates all that. He'll never touch the reels. Even if he gets a fish, we still win. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that. We'll get some of that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's brilliant. I just, I, I don't know, but you know, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait until they come up here. And it's just, uh, yeah, we're going to have some trash talking. We're going to have probably a battle, maybe two. Who knows how we're going to do this. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's going to be fun. We're going to eat dinner together. We're going to laugh. We're going to reminisce um, and stuff like that. It's just going to be a great time. And we're just going to do a lot of fishing. That's what I'm excited for and hang out and talk. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I'm just excited for it. like the show. Actually, show them around a little bit because I know they came up on a different spot, but show them our spots this time. Um, the dinner, get to actually see them again in person. I'm so excited for it. And they'll be able to fish longer than last time because you know it was a short trip for them. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. they didn't get to stay out there and fish longer with uh, some of the other YouTubers like Has and all out there. So, you know, hopefully they'll get to have a little bit more fun because they'll be able to stay out there longer. Oh, I think that that's just the key right there. Longer. Mr. Giant could fish all day and night. Oh, yeah. Even when he's skunking. It's incredible. Incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's exciting because, like I said, they're family. And it's so cool to be able to do this. I'm, like, looking forward to it. But at the same time, I'm also looking forward to the trash talking. And, and you know, there's no excuse. You're on the Potomac against us. You lose this time. You ain't got no excuse. You're on your own if you lose this time. If you skunk this time, I don't know who real time catfishing is. I, don't know, I know real time skunking. I don't know real time catfishing. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, make sure you check them out, as we said. And you never know. I'm pretty sure it'll be on their channel. There'll be stuff with us. And also, check real time catfishing out. They are awesome. We are excited. I say they're working on making the sack plans. When we know the sack date and all, we will definitely announce it. That way you guys can watch in case they're doing it live or whatever, whatever they decide to do. We are there to support and have fun with them. And you never know what they're going to do. Surprises are in store. I can, that's all I can tell you guys. Surprises are in store. And uh, I also seen he's going to be doing some underdog tournament. Uh, Mr. John, you are the underdog. And that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to be a lot of fun. I've seen some of the stuff he has coming out. He's doing another jello chicken video we know nothing about jello chicken do we I, I don't think so i don't recall jello chicken what is that that's the bait it doesn't work for me but works for you oh yeah that's right <laughs> um so yeah i can't wait to watch i really enjoy seeing them do this stuff and then one worm challenge who knows when that it's going to be but that's going to be cool and of course the takedown tower we talked about last week so yeah shout out but we're excited as you can tell we're knowing a little bit about getting to battle them but you know we're bringing i feel like you have to talk it up right you absolutely have to talk it up there's no other way to do it this is a fishing channel and this is a fishing competition exactly so you, we got there's no other choice i'm feeling like we should do two battles right i'm feeling like we do a battle for numbers and then we do a second battle maybe at nighttime for biggest fish oh yeah i think that yeah that's game plan right there maybe like a two out of three battle all in the potomac two out of three and one of one's two out of three, and then the, like the first one's most fish, second second one would be biggest fish, and if we have to go to a third round, which I doubt, because you know they ain't gonna catch nothing, but you ain't gonna do it. You ain't gonna do it. <laughs> but if somehow we have to go to the third round, maybe we'll do like total weight of three fish or something like that. Oh yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's roll with that. 
we give them the rotted like cut bait and stuff like that <laughs> the rotted out uh frozen thawed uh alive and all <laughs> so when he picks up the ly and he goes to and he'll squish it and they're like what then it's all brown because we've had that happen unfortunately we've gotten bad ly before and when he picks it up it's going and it's good it's going to break apart it's, he's going to look at us like what is this i don't know it's your bait get your line out there sunshine <laughs> you figure it out gotta keep it on there yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah, that's something we're definitely looking forward to. We have a lot of, as you know, we're going to be doing a lot of great videos and stuff we've talked about before. We're not going to give it all out. I can't wait for next spring because we have some big plans. And then we have some survival camping coming up and stuff like that. But that's also something I'm really looking forward to is the battle with real-time catfishing. Oh, yeah, that's like top of the list. I just cannot wait. I'm counting down. I know I don't know the day yet, but I'm counting down. Yeah, I just, I'm ready to fish with them. Um, so let's go into our next subject here. So let's get into some comments that people have left. There ain't going to be many because as I said, we didn't get to drop a video last week, but we do have some, and I would like to go over them. I'm going to bring them up right now for you, Lizabella. All righty, all righty. I love reading the comments. It's like my favorite part. You just love, you just love how I go like off from people. I do like that too, but you know, I like hearing the positive stuff too. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that, you know, some of the comments are we're helping people, and that just is awesome. That's what it's all about. That's why we love fishing, right? I mean, that's why we do this. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we love fishing, but we also want to entertain you guys and that watch our channel and give some education to it and maybe give you tips and something that helps you that you can go out and enjoy it as well. Right, 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 for sure. So I'm going to have Lizabella start reading some of the comments that we got just this week on some of our older videos. So we'll let her read the first one from right here. All right. This one right here, correct? Yes. This is from MTJ Johnston. And he says, chop chicken thighs with a cleaver, add strawberry generic Kool-Aid and minced garlic out of a jar. It doesn't take much. We will be trying that. Thank you for your tips and thank you for the comment. We do appreciate that. I can't wait to try that either. That's going to be awesome. Am I going up? Yeah. All right. Next is from Indiana Chris. We may know him. Nice job, guys. I've missed you. Hope all is well. Do a sure lunch, catch, and cook. That's actually coming up. Um, We said in our last video, we dropped if we got 100 thumbs up. We would do a survivor catch, clean, cook, and all that good stuff. Did I say it right? Yes, I did. And we're at 90. Last I checked, we were at 96 thumbs up on that video. So we're four away. I'm pretty sure in the next month, uh, probably in the next four weeks to five weeks, we will be doing that video. All right. Next, we have, oh, I love this one. Uh, from Quentin Monroe. Great fishing. Your wife is way better than you, laughing out loud. But you taught her a lot, I can tell. All right. I knew there was always going to be a bad comment. Here you go. First of all, it's not my wife. Because if it was, I would uh, jump in the Potomac River and let myself swim down to the Chesapeake Bay. Um, hey. Is that right? <laughs> um, secondly, she is not a better angler than me. Okay. I'm going to put this out there for you podcast listeners. She is not. This is the girl who thinks chicken is the best bait. I just like it because it works well for me. So please get your facts right before you leave a comment on a YouTube channel. And now if you would have said James is the best angler, yada, yada, I would have been like, you the man, pound it. You you were dead on, but you said that. And uh, I mean, I still appreciate you and thank you for the comment, but at the same time of uh, know your facts. Well, Quentin, I appreciate you. 
So thank you. That made me feel really good. I'm sure it did. I'm going to slap him later. All right. Next, we have Fields to Water. Good, good friends of ours. Are we sure this was about the bait or just that Liz is better at fishing? I'm starting to notice a theme here with these comments, and I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. They seem to think I'm having some bad luck. Listen, it's summertime. It's hot. It's uh, the wind shifted to the east on me, and I don't, I don't get where these comments are coming from. But they, I've seen a couple comments this week. Apparently, are telling people that uh, you're better than me, and I'm not. He's speechless, as you can hear. He's trying to make up every excuse in the book of why he's not catching an IM. Well, fears the water. Elizabeth, if Elizabeth is better than me, so is Miss D, which she is. So, ha! I don't know if that's an insult or not, but Mr. Chad, I know that comment came from you because I knew you were taking a pun at me, but guess what, buddy? Guess what? You're next on my list. <laughs> uh, next, we have Catching Them Fish, another good friend of ours. Wow, what number is that line that Big Cat broke? Have you tried Kool-Aid? Maybe Jello versus Kool-Aid battle. Have a great weekend. Awesome video. Which you will see in a minute that he winds up seeing that we did do a Kool-Aid Jello video. Um, but he's yeah, he's a great channel too. And uh, what line did we use? Well, I did tell him that it was 20-pound. Uh, when that rod, it was 20-pound slime line. That is correct. And uh, yeah, I did see that he finally saw that. Because when I saw that comment, I was like, just grow a little bit more there, buddy. You'll go find up, it. Go up, go up north a little bit. <laughs> You'll find it. Next is from L. Brown Holio. I'm hoping I said that right. Pro tip. Hawaiian Punch Berry Blue Typhoon Mix Packets. I've caught tra trout, bass, catfish, leopard shark, and betray using it on bait. We have actually did a video. We When we were to Anger Hawks, we actually worked on a video like that. But unfortunately, it was in wintertime and the bite was just too bad to try an odd bait like that, in my opinion. Um, and we were fishing a different spot than the Potomac. We were fishing Bush River. But that is on our list to do a video like that. We have, like I said, just tons of videos we have ideas on. Some are, some are going to be crazy and risky and deadly, but we'll get into that in a minute. But thank you for your comment. We truly appreciate you. All right. So I will not say, because we've already mentioned that Catching the Fish found the video he was yeah. talking about. So uh, I think we did mention earlier the Catfish Weekly. Mr. Lal Salt found our channel saying, great to see you guys out fishing again. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Lal. Mr. Lal is a good friend, too, and he's awesome. Does Catfish Weekly on YouTube, MPM Fish Nation. Check it out. YouTube, two different YouTube channels, but awesome. And, uh, yeah, he's always been one that supports us, too. So shout out to him. That is right. Thank you, Mr. Lal. And then the last one we have here is from Gunfisher. Very cool name. Spam's at the top of the list for me, even though it doesn't stay on the hook very well. Then beef hot dogs do well. The best really for me is uncooked raw shrimp from Wally World. All baits are pretty good that he's naming. Uh, the spam, let me put you this way, okay? And I'm going to put this out there for you wonderful people. There was a video that Kirkpatrick Outdoors did that never made the shelf market, Okay. There was a video that we filmed a month ago that didn't make the air. And there's a lot of YouTube channels out there that are non-fishing and fishing that they have this thing they'll do, they'll do uh, you know, 10 years later of showing videos that never made the air because it was not good enough in their opinion. Well, that video was not good enough. And here, let me give you a little details on that video we did. And I'm not going to tell you the title because we're redoing it, but we're not using these baits, okay? So I think that's fair. Right, Isabella? Yeah, absolutely. So, Lizabella used in that video baloney, and I chose uh, bacon. Keep that down to download bacon, okay? Bacon. 
one time only. Do not judge me. And Liz used baloney, and she called a fish on freaking Belaga. Freaking Belaga. Yeah, it was crazy. I just, I literally just threw the line out and like immediately snatch. Now, that video did not make air, and I'm not going to tell you why we did that because, like I said, that's going to be a video coming out in the next three weeks, but it ain't going to be those baits. Let's just say that the bites were bad. The footage we had of it was bad. The sound quality, I was like, man, we got to reduce. But the, the concept of why we're using those two baits, you will understand. So it was a fun video, but it's never going to make the air. She did catch a fish on Belaga. Cheap Belaga, baloney, whatever you want to call it. This crap is baloney. That's all I'm saying. And I will forewarn you that it does not stay on the hook very well. <laughs> so anyway, did I use spam for that video or Belaga? I mean, did I use spam or did I use bacon for that video? I feel like that was... Now I'm now I'm second-guessing it. I can't remember. I can't remember if we got bacon, but we never. I never got to use it. I think I used spam because it kept falling off the hook. I think you're right on that. So, anyway, that, that's what the whole concept of the story was. I used spam in that video, right? And every time I swung, it went off the hook. I wound up losing the whole can in 10 minutes. It was pretty epic. Um, pretty, I was laughing over it pretty hard, especially since I already had one on the bank. And, you know, that particular thing, I was like, ah, I got one, you don't. But baloney wasn't doing much better because after that, I was having a heck of a time keeping it on there, too. So last week, someone left a comment on one of the first newer videos that we had done on this channel that where we said, hey, you know, if we get 50, thumb, 50 thumbs up, we'll do a hot spicy challenge like gummy bear challenge hot gummy bear challenge or hot chip challenge whatever one if got 50 thumbs up and at that point we were like four thumbs up yada, yada well now we're way over 50 thumbs up somehow not somehow that video is now went from what we talked about last week had 400 views and i think now it has like close to 700 if i'm correct yeah i think you're right if i look i remember looking at this morning i'll look it up right now because i just you know i feel like you got to be accurate when you're telling people stuff and i don't want to be wrong but so that video we had said, like I was saying, 50 thumbs up, yeah, that's going to happen. It has 58 thumbs up, 702 views. So somehow in one week, it got 300 views on that video and another 10 thumbs up or 11 thumbs up, which is great. I'm shocked that it got to 702 views. I apologize for you. That, that's probably the worst video we filmed all year, I would say, for this channel, that we actually filmed for this channel. That's probably the worst video. Yeah, we were still t trying to tweak out the editing and things like that. So, yeah, it was definitely the worst. But thank you, everyone, for uh, watching it, giving us the views and the thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, 58 thumbs up for 702 views. That's actually very good. And it, it's crazy. Um, But, yeah, that was the first video. Okay, so anybody out there wants to know how good are the baits, Catfish and Bait Battle was the first video we filmed actually for this channel, Kirkpatrick Outdoors. And... What made it special is because the other videos were actually from Angry Hawks channel that we brought over to this channel because there were videos that we really liked that we did. And they were recently too on Angry Hawks channel this year. But this one, what made it special is we developed a new type of way we wanted to do our videos. And we implicated it into that video. It was like, oh, we're going to test to see how we like doing it this way. And we were like, oh, we like it. We just need to improve. And then we did the Jello Chicken Catfish Bait one. Is it overrated? And that one has 3,200 views. And we've learned fast of, okay, yeah, it does work, the stuff that we're doing. We were test running it. And that's, that's I mean, always test stuff out. Trust me. We would never did that video. We would never have known the stuff that we know now. Yeah. 
that is great advice. Um, that's a, you just took over the tips. <laughs> great tip. Um, we definitely try things out because you never know what is going to work and what won't work unless you try it. So why don't we get into, you have any questions for me this week? Yes, I do. Let's get into that little section. Cause then we're going to get into some other things, a couple tips, and then we will be done this wonderful podcast. And like I said, it just rambles anywhere we want to go. But while this is about us getting some of the questions she asked for me this week, I do want to talk about Mr. Law and me last night. We were, when we were in Mr. Mark's chat, and he was up there on piano with Mr. Mark. I, him and I were talking about NASCAR. That's something I love. I could sit here and talk to Mr. Law about NASCAR all day. NASCAR and football are my passions outside of fishing and outdoors and camping and all. And... I so want to do a podcast. I mean, I want to get real time on this podcast, but I want to get Storm Out Loud up and running and do a podcast on NASCAR with Mr. Law Stokes. Oh, that would be awesome. So, Mr. Law, if you're listening, please hit me up. Let's do a podcast, just just a two-hour podcast, strictly talking about NASCAR, our likes, dislikes, and everything. Someone let Mr. Law know that we are asking him to do that podcast with us. If not, we'll message him because we have his number and all. But, you know, just just putting it out there. All right, Isabella, you can take over. Here you go. All right, James. Here's your questions for the week. Name your most hated bait that you have ever used for fishing. Anything Mr. John uses. That's hilarious. Is that your actual answer? No, because you use a lot of good baits. So I'm just just was taking one more shot real time because, you know, that battle's coming. I'm telling you, I feel, uh, before we get into the answer on that, I feel Mr. John is going to be making graphics soon on us. It's going to be like a skunk. I feel it coming. You know you know when you feel something, something's coming, I feel like it's coming. Yeah, I feel that too. It's definitely going to come, you know, especially after mentioning it quite a few times and <laughs> reminiscing. Every time I get a notification on Facebook, I'm scarred. Every time I get a notification, it says John Parker. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. We're good. We're good. It's been that way ever since last year because of all the, you know, stuff he put on there. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, can you repeat the question? Do you want me to use it in a sentence? <laughs> use it in a sentence and uh, need to know the origin and all that good stuff they use in the spelling bay. Oh, okay. Um, name your most hated bait that you have ever used fishing. This is an English for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, fool. Give me a... Oh, man, I can't spell it. Um, okay, are we talking like legitimate baits or baits we've tried for fun and stuff like that? Any baits. Anything that we've ever tried, doesn't matter if it's legitimate or not. Something that was just most hated to you. Uh, I'm going to make this a two-part question, a two-part answer, I mean. Okay, spam, because it doesn't stay on the hook. It does catch catfish, but it doesn't stay on the hook. It's annoying. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll say spam as far as, like, fun baits we have tried. Okay, so what's, uh, I guess, a legitimate bait? A legitimate catfish bait is, I ha- it's one I have a love-hate relationship with, but it's probably my most hated, but I still use it, is chicken liver. I hate it because it doesn't stay on the hook. Your hands smell like, I don't know, whatever, and you get the blood on you. It drips everywhere. It falls apart. It's a great channel cat bait. I caught my biggest flathead on chicken liver. It's a great bait, but at the same time, I have a love-hate relationship with it, and it's probably my most hated actual legit, legit catfish and bait. Oh, those are good answers. All right. We'll take those answers. Next one is, what do you look for when you're deciding if you're going to subscribe to a YouTube channel? Uh, is there a girl on a thumbnail? I mean, isn't that what everybody looks for? Uh, no. 
that was a joke because remember me and Mr. John having that conversation and he doing our podcast that day. He was the one like six months ago where we were talking about how they advertise girls and we don't like it. Yeah, I remember that. So I had to throw that joke out there. No, I truthfully don't look for that. Um, What do I look for before subscribing? Is One is I want to have sound quality. I won't say one video because if sound can be off in one video and it's not going to make it or break it for me, I want to I watch a couple of videos. But really, what, like I said, the arrogance last week we talked about, I don't like um, and all that stuff. But actual like something, something else to put out there I really, really don't like is a video that has a lot of cussing. And if the YouTuber or the, the entertainer, I hear in a matter of like two minutes, you know, five to ten cuss words, I'm out. Okay. So is there something that grabs you that says, oh, yeah, I definitely want like this channel. I really want to keep and subscribe it. Um, well, I mean, you know, that, like I said, last week's turn offs. And then, of course, I, for me, I, before we, I answer that question, does he own a lot of cussing in a video for you turn you off? Yeah, it does. There's no need for it, honestly. I mean, an occasional slip up here and there, that's one thing. But when every other word is a cuss word, I don't need it. I'm sorry. I need actual vocabulary coming from the person I'm watching. Yeah, if there's, if it slips out or they just got mad at one minute or they hooked themselves or whatever, <coughs> excuse me, whatever the situation may be, I can accept that. But when you're ranting and everything's a cuss word or every time you're talking there's a cuss word, it's like, okay, not my not my cup of tea. I'm moving on. Um, for the to answer this this part of the question, what's something that really attracts me to it? Besides the thumbnail and all, it gets me in there. Yeah, there's something actually will make you subscribe to them. Knowledge and entertainment. So if they're giving me some kind of knowledge, because I love to learn, rather it be the simplest thing. I mean, it could be like, hey, this is an easier way to open a can. If I want to know it, I I enjoy that. And then it's the entertainment, the personality. If the personality is a glowing, upbeat, uh, funny, anything like that, or or humble, or uh, religious, you know, stuff like that, something that's just like someone I would literally want to sit next to, or I could feel it could be a buddy, that attracts me. And then, like I said, you know. That's well said. That's exactly what I look for. I need that entertainment value. I need, I need that learning something from you. I mean, yeah, people can be entertainment, but sound dumb as a box of rocks not offering any kind of um, knowledge to me or any kind of benefit so i think those are two main things for me yeah i feel like i feel like i love knowledge so i like stuff brings me tips i definitely love entertainment when it's in a holy way when it's in a down-to-earth respectful just you know i I don't want to i don't want to hear a slang word out of you every second okay like come on now give me some english give me some proper respectful manner give me some i mean i understand slang words everyone uses them but give me something right give me something that shows you have some intelligence kind of deal and something you're holy respectful i mean it's just like if i wouldn't if i can't i want to watch a youtuber i feel it could be a friend i guess it's the best way to put it like i said i understand that that is well said it's a good answer um, last one I have for you this week is what is a pet peeve when you're fishing? I think we addressed that in the beginning, didn't we? I mean, come on now. I swear, like every week it seems like you've already started to answer the questions I have, and he has no idea, guys, what questions I have for him. So <laughs> um pet peeve is there's a lot of things, pet peeve. It's like I don't like being overcrowded, I don't like being disrespected, I don't like being, you know, 
any of that. I don't like any of that. I don't like feeling pressured. I don't like people coming up and and I, I don't mind having conversations with people. But at the same time, I don't like them being disrespectful. I don't like feeling like I'm in a threatful situation. I've had people where I'm sitting there like, oh, man, is this going to end up in a fight? Is this person going to do something bad? Or I have to sit there and watch my back because they're doing suspicious stuff around me or touching stuff. And it's like, if I feel uneasy and I'm out here enjoying the outdoors, then I'm obviously not in the outdoors part enough. So I, I want more seclusion. So there you go. No, that's a good answer. Pet peeve for that is definitely like the invading my space, being rude or obnoxious or know that like when we're filming, especially they see we're filming and just being loud and and getting up into the camera views and things like that. That's just all bad, bad, bad juju. So, yeah, I mean, do you have anything else or is that all for you? So that, I think that's it, right? Yep, that is it. I had three for you this week. Awesome, awesome. So anyway, Bob Britt from Bobcat Outdoors sent us the photos of the hats we had made. And oh my goodness, he did a fantastic job. He sent them in the mail today. He, I, I do. They're just that uh, we chose like the type of hat we wanted and we gave him some suggestions and he, he went with it, you know, and it's like, wow. Another thing I want to shout out is Mr. John. And I think we mentioned it last podcast. I cannot remember, but he made a Mr. John also made a great logo for us which we're going to be using at some point. We're going to be working on all that. We haven't really sat down and done all that stuff yet, but he made a fantastic logo. I love it. Oh, yeah, no, that thing was amazing. Both the hats and the logo, amazing. So shout out to Mr. Bob from Bobcat Outdoors, and shout out to Mr. John for surprising me last week, surprising me on Isabella, and sending me this graphic, because I'm telling you why, I love his graphics, and again, I don't know how he does some of them, he has more tricks up his sleeve than I do, and he has more talent than I do. But it was an amazing graphic that Mr. John had sent me. Um, if I would have known, he, if I would have had that graphic before we did the hat, I would have ordered both types of hats. But that's going to look, look great on the shirt, the one Mr. John did. And so shout out to both of them and both their channels. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Mr. John always comes through. like He always surprises us with great, great logos or thumbnails so great job for him for all as always he does a great job and mr bob you guys need to check him out i think in the last uh, week's episode i put the information for his website he has a designer that can actually draw and everything so check him out if you need some stuff as well i mean he's got apparel he's got decals check him out so yeah the way i the way i look at it if mr john's able to make the graphic he will so Mr. John can definitely design you graphics, but if he cannot, definitely Mr. Bob has somebody who can. But Mr. Bob's where you want to get the shirts and stickers and all that good hats and all that good stuff from. So shout out to both of them. Thank you to both of them and yeah, awesome people. That that's what it comes down to. I rather even if it would have cost a little bit more to get stuff from Mr. Bob, I would have paid it because the customer service and his personality. But it didn't, so yay. I know the prices for, for them was so it's like very good prices. Like trying to use my think of my words of what I want to say is reasonable for the work that he put in. It was reasonable and, and fast and fast. So yeah, that's why I say I can't say good enough good things. Yeah, and the best part about it is like, I mean, it, we don't have it here probably by our next week. By the time we go out next week, and uh, yeah, it's just great. I mean, he was communication with us all the times. So if you're looking to get stickers and stuff and you're starting a YouTube channel, so here's a little tip. If you're starting a YouTube channel and you're like, okay, I need to get stickers or I need to 
get shirts. I want to get something made. Bobcat Outdoors. That's all I'm saying. And his company name, we'll put it in the, in the description again. And we don't put real time thing in the description. And Catfish Weekly and uh, Catfish and Crappie this week. So we don't put that in the podcast description so you can check all them out. So please do that. So let's move on to the, we have, you know, 15 more minutes. We're going to end this even though we're past our time. It's a little long podcast, but we have a lot to say. You know, it just is what it is. Elizabeth was looking at me like, hey, I don't want to keep talking. No, I'm just looking at him going, yeah, this is a pretty long podcast. <laughs> so I didn't realize it. I cut it off right there. So we didn't hear. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes you just have to take the mic away and say, hey, I'm in charge. You know how it is. So do you have any tips? Yeah. A uh, tip I have for you guys is. Before you upload to any social platform of anything you filmed after you've done the editing, watch it in full before you put it up there because you're liable because it glitches happen and you can catch those glitches before you upload it to a social media platform and have people watch it. This is firsthand knowledge here. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, like it's stuff does shift. So like sequences of how you edit it could shift and it's like I'm watching this video and – uh it's not in the sweet sequence it was supposed to be. Hence, the first video we did on our YouTube channel this year, Kirkpatrick Outdoors, that first video we were talking about, there was a little section there, the sequence is off, where we accidentally, Isabella didn't realize it shifted, and she didn't look, upload it, and now I caught, hey, round two is kind of shifted into round three a little bit somehow, and, you know, hopefully people don't notice. Yeah, so it's a very important tip. Um, the next one I have for you guys, something I recently found out, through doing research is moving camel camera angles constantly. You don't want to keep it in one angle for too long. So that's one of the tricks we were talking about that we learned when we did the uh, first video this year is that people get bored if you have the if you're it's a video, not live now. So to take this with if you're doing videos, people don't like looking at the same view constantly. Mr. Beast talks about it. Uh, I believe Dito Melhorn talked about it too. But Mr. Beast is where I heard it from. You always, it's, depending on what type of YouTuber or what video you're doing, you always want to have changing views. So if you notice Elizabeth and I try to change views and, and, and pop stuff up, it's because the secret tip to YouTube on that is that people tend, for some reason, their attention spans get bored unless they're seeing another scene. You see it in movies. It's a trick, and that's how YouTubers and people who film videos have learned it. It's because in movies, you never stare at the same scene that long most of the time, right? You're not sitting there. There's always, especially when it's an action-packed scene, the views are shifting. Yeah, it's constantly moving, constantly changing directions. So you're never bored with it. So that's something to keep in mind when you are filming videos. Make sure you have multiple views so that you can implement that when you're editing. Absolutely. Great tips, Elizabeth. Any other tips from you, or should I move on to my tips? You can move on to your tips. All right. So this actually comes from somebody who asked me, because they saw that we're doing well, and I'm like, we're not doing great, okay? But to them, we are, so I'm going to throw out the tips. They were like, "What's what, ha what has changed? Because there's someone who followed us, and I'm not going to give the name because I don't like putting people out there that are trying to improve, and it's a personal conversation. But they do know I'm going to give this tip on the podcast too, is how we have changed and grown differently. This 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 channel we're doing now from Niagara Hawks, how how's our videos doing better? Well, that's one of the things that Isabel had just said is we learned about angles, right? Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about like clear angle. We already knew that. We're talking about changing angles. 
you know, changing the scenery, changing the look of it, anything to change up that what you're looking at. Don't keep it the same for too long. Also, adding B rolls in there. Simple B rolls. If you don't know that, know exactly what B rolls is, look it up. Or we can do in a future podcast more detail about B rolls. I know a little bit more about that than Liz above. She knows more about the editing. Um, but adding stuff like that keeps your video interesting. Again, the attention span starts keeping them excited. It's also adding trailers at the beginning of your video to say, hey, okay, we got you to click on it from the thumbnail. We got you to click on it from the title. And now you see the trailer. So now you're committed to wanting to see the rest of the video. The whole object is, like I said, lives, you want the thumbs up. Videos, I feel like you need more. They, the videos, they seem to want the thumbs up. They want comments. But they want the attention of that person watching the whole video or, the, you know, a certain amount. And there's no exact amount of how much the video. No one exactly knows. But the more you watch it or if you watch the whole thing, fantastic. Well, in order to do that, if someone comes in and they're like, oh, you're not at the point where you're just standing there talking, they're going to skip that part. Or they're going to try finding the action. So if you throw a trailer or something in the beginning, it entices them more to want to see what that trailer with, with that little clip of, okay, I want to get to that now. So you try to add that in there, right? Simple things like, or like when we did the Wheel of Fear, which will be coming back again, of we have something coming up for the Wheel of Fear, just saying for that, everybody. Yeah, so don't don't worry, because the Wheel of Fear is not going anywhere. Can I get a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, all joking aside. So anyway, I lost my train of thought. Crap. When we did the the wheel. Uh, Liz Bells has to remind me. I'm, I'm like 34 years old and she has to remind me what I was talking about. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so when we did the wheel of fear, we they knew what the thumbnail said. So as soon, as soon as we got into that video, you immediately saw the wheel and we described what we were doing. So they knew they don't have to wait to see that. So you don't, you want to, the thing of it is you want to keep them enticed through the whole video. So they want to watch the whole video. They don't want to skip it. Just, oh, I just want to see the and it, that also goes with your personality out there. So you're keeping, like, we're bad. That's where we lack sometimes is showing our personality. Sometimes we just put the rods out and it's like, we don't see you into the fish bite. The, you got to be interacting with the with the camera. You got to be funny. You got to be entertaining. You got to be knowledgeable. And sometimes we forget. <laughs> Bless you, Elizabeth. I was talking. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, though. <laughs> um. So you you want to have that in, in the, between the videos. You don't, it don't, you don't, in a fishing side, you don't want it just to be a takedown video of, Every second you're seeing a takedown, us showing a fish. Takedown, us showing a fish. You need to have something in between where we're talking, giving knowledge, we're showing entertainment, or being fun, or being funny, or telling you what we have going on. Because then it's just videos of takedowns and showing a fish. And that's something Lizabella has learned, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, people like it to an extent, but they want that filler. They want something else. They want to have a little bit more information on what's going on, or throw some tips in there, something. They want something else. Yeah, because... The whole point of watching a YouTuber is for the personality, right? I can watch a fish channel, watch tons of people catch either more fish, bigger fish, or less fish, any of the three options, right? But the reason people attract to a certain channel is the personality. And if you're just showing takedowns and showing the fish, they're not getting your personality that's attracting them to stay on your channel. Anybody can see a fish. It's the personality of the person behind the camera, or not behind the camera, in front of the camera, that attracts the person to stay there. Same with us. I can sit here and watch a ton of channels that do the stuff like Mr. Beast does, but I love his channel because I love the guy behind or in front of the camera, and I love the guy who comes up with it. 
And, uh, you know, I just love his personality. So I'm attracted to that channel, even though I could Google people who do this kind of things he does. And there's hundreds of them out there, but none of them are Mr. Beast. We're same as us. If we're not showing him who Kirkpatrick Outdoors is, Isabella and James, and you're just seeing a fish, so I can go watch somebody else with a fish. The only channel I can is real time catfishing. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mr. John. So, I mean, that, and that's, that's the truth of it. It's like, the personality you need to have that with Todd. You can even even if you get all these other little things that we try to give you every week in tips. If the personality is not there, which we're still working on, remembering to talk in front of the camera, in between the catches. Okay, if you're not, if that's not there, and the personality, if you don't have a personality, it doesn't matter how good your graphics are. It's just not going to work. The thing that makes people subscribe is your personality. Just saying. That is 100 percent true because. Just like you heard our answers earlier, what draws us to a subscribe to someone and watch their content, it's personality is part of it. They're they're entertaining their personality. That is just you know a, a huge part of it. And then of course the tips and the knowledge, and all the editing and crap like that. But you know even we're not there on all of that. So it personality goes a long way. I guess that's all I can say on that. The other thing is is fifty people can do the same video, right? So we fifty people could do a video on our. Uh, ly right the thing you need to have something that separates your video from everybody else's ly video right you have to stand out you have to do it as as we say we joke around and say is gotta do it better you gotta be more creative with it or have a better personality or pull it off or add a little twist to it you gotta set the standard that's what it comes down to okay so we did a jello video you all know it's got three thousand views. well what separates it from dito melhorn's jello videos uh, right, so you got to have something that says, "Okay, this is a different way of doing it." There is 100 different people who have done Jello videos, if not more, that I've I've watched myself. Okay, and every single one does it differently, and all of them get decent. Reviews. The thing of it is, is if I'm doing, if I'm trying to present it, or I'm trying to present a ally video the same way the Anger Hawks or Kirkpatrick Outdoors did, it's not going to work. Right, so if Joe Schmo down the street or John Smith or whatever Timmy Totter, <laughs> Timmy Hunklebacker, Winker Bacher, <laughs> Hunkle, um, tries to do the same video as we did as the LY video we did, they need to do it differently. They need to either bring a tip that we didn't do or bring an entertainment value we didn't do or something we we might not done. Present it in their way, not the Anger Hawks way or the Kirkpatrick Outdoors way or John Smith's way presented their way and that's what works that's why youtube you could do 50 people could do the same thing because realistically there's only so many objects or baits you can use for fishing but it's the way you present it to the people that make it different from us doing jello for instance from dita melhorn or joe smith or whoever else has done it because we did it the kirkpatrick outdoors way we did it our way doesn't mean it's a better video it just means hey you ain't going to find it this way unless you click on kirkpatrick outdoors and it's all about being unique and different and standing out compared to everybody else. That's all. That's the whole thing to it. So, like, if we were to build a takedown tower like Real Time Catfishing has, which I, I can't build it, I'm, it probably would fall apart and kill a bird or something. I don't know. Probably collapse and break my ankle. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really Bob the Builder here, right? Yeah, he's not Bob the Builder. No, don't let him near power tools. But somehow, I would just say I was skilled as Mr. John was when he designed and built this. What separates us from them? 
that that's how you would have to do it, right? And trust me, we're not building a takedown tower, as I just said. But you would have to, if you're doing copy real-time catfishing, you better do it in a better and different way because people aren't going to be attracted to it. Simple as that. And I'm using the takedown tower for instance because, again, it's a great invention that real-time did. Same as someone tries, we used to have a game show. We've talked about it one here. If someone was to do that game show, they better do it in their own way because if not, everyone's going to look at them and be like, well, wait a minute, the Anger Hawks did this, the Anger Hawks did it this way, and that's who we were before, everybody who doesn't know that. So you got to be able to set the bar. And that's just how it is. I mean, I think you can't say any better than that. You just have to be unique. You have to stand out. Just remember that. There's so many stars in the sky, but you want to be the one that's shining the brightest. So just think about being unique. Absolutely. You need a good point. You need to be, it needs to be either, and I'm not saying better, but it needs to be different because you need to bring something else value where say, oh, both these videos are great. I'm going to keep watching both these videos. And that that's what it comes down to. So that's that's my tips for this week. And that's what we're following and it's working for us. So putting that out there. So hopefully those tips that we've given you help you. It doesn't mean they're correct, as I always say. That's the way we do it. So it doesn't mean you have to follow us. doesn't mean that what we're saying is 100% accurate. Am I correct, Isabel? Yeah, just what seems to be working for us and hasn't hurt us. It's actually improved a lot of our stats. Yeah, it seems to be working. Um, and again, like getting them to watch the whole video is the most important thing, really, when it comes to videos. Lives are a bit differently. Uh, yeah, like I said, the lives I can never figure out because I'm not entertaining enough. I can't stay steady, entertaining, and fish at the same time. Can't multitask those two. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's too much. I want to either focus on the fishing or try to focus on the people, but doing both is, is a little too much to do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, anyway, we're going to be ending here soon because Elizabeth is going to go make me some wieners. Wieners. I like wieners. Wieners and macaroni and cheese. I love that. There you go. <laughs> I'm hungry, though. So, yeah, so hot dogs or I should say wieners and mac and cheese is a go. Heck yeah, she's sneezing again. I don't know what's going on. You know, it's me or the dog, and it ain't looking too good for me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. My allergies are just acting up today. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's probably me. She's allergic to me. So we're going out. Like I said, we're going to be going out fishing in the morning. Um, we're leaving here at 4 a.m. And going to get the sunrises. I'm excited. Hoping to go on some kitty cats. I'm hoping a PB tomorrow. Please let me get that PB before this year ends. I really want one. And stuff like that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I need the redemption, too, on that. Um, Well, there was something else I didn't want to say in this podcast, and now I just, like, as soon as we started it back, I'm like, I can't think of it. I'm like, dang. Probably end this podcast. I'm like, crap, that was one of the main things I wanted to say today. <laughs> I don't know, because I can't remind you, because I don't know what you were thinking. Oh, go Cubs, go. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. Um. Yeah, so but it was what was pretty cool about today's podcast that we actually got to do it after we got home from fishing, which was the whole concept I wanted. Yeah, that's the whole reason for the name, all that good jazz, and we actually did it today. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so make sure y'all please subscribe to those channels that we said. Give them a chance. We, you know, they're friends of ours, of course, but they have great content. I wouldn't watch them if they didn't. So check out all those channels we mentioned. Elizabeth's going to take care of putting them in the description after this because she does the edit and all the technical stuff because I'm not smart enough. Um, Elizabeth caught her fish today. I didn't want to announce that. Elizabeth caught that one fish today on chicken thighs, which I guess I, I've always been like chicken breast, chicken breast, chicken breast. But apparently chicken flies, thighs is cheaper and works just as good. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have seen other anglers use the thighs, and it's worked for them. So when I went to the store and that's all they had, I was like, all right, we're going to go with thighs, and it worked. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up, so keep listening, please. If you like the podcast, share it out. And all that good jazz, as I always say, which, you know, it is what it is, right? Exactly. Now, I think we should end this, uh, end this note on me singing. Don't let me be the last to know. I think we just lost everybody. They all just went, poof, nope. I haven't been to bed again. It just seems to be a habit when we do this podcast. I don't sleep. By the way, for any of you 90s people out there who don't know that was Britney Spears, I just took my man card and crushed it up. It's like he's an outdoors guy. He's a fisherman and ladies man in my head anyway. And I'm singing Britney Spears. So all of that went away. Yeah. Nah. I mean, some people might think that, but I think you're cool. I th- I think so too. I don't really care what people think. So it is what it is. Even though I really, I'm Britney Spears, definitely not my biggest singer, but you know, had to be a little fun there. But as you see, I'm rambling on because I am tired and I'm hungry. And uh, Elizabeth ain't hitting the end button because she's letting me ramble on. But anyway, please share out the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed all this, and hopefully we didn't bore you too much and just rambled on. We plan on eventually trying to do it in a lot of video um, form and having guests around tree. And again, Mr. Lau, contact about Storm Out Loud. My NASCAR drivers are still better than yours. Yeah. And on that note, guys, be safe out there. And until next time, see ya.